Good morning, everybody. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here at Cedar Valley Church, and welcome here to Church Online this morning. My name is Paige, and we're gonna get the service started for you this morning. Yeah, we're super excited. And if this is one of your first times here, a special welcome to you. And really, not just exclusively, thank you everybody for joining. We're really glad you're here, but we would love to get to know you better. If you don't know who we are too well, not just Paige and myself, but just us as a church, and you're just exploring out what Cedar Valley Church is all about, we need you to let us know that you are jumping in here for one of the first times. So you can head over to our website, uh, see some contact information there. You can just drop us a comment on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching. Shoot us an email, hello at cedarvalley.ca, and we would love to just start some dialogue and get to know you better. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram um, to keep up with what's going on. Um, yeah, sign up for that weekly email newsletter. Um, that'll keep you connected as well. You can sign up for it at cedarvalley.ca. Yeah, it's probably got most of our information regularly yeah. on it. Uh, send out weekly, but there's also good devotional posts throughout the week, stuff like that too. You'll also find on our website, cedarvalley.ca, if you've come to be part of this community, prepare to give in support of what we're doing as a church. Uh, you can find out ways to give online safely while we're gathering online like this, meeting at home uh, at cedarvalley.ca slash give. There's ways you can do it through debit, e-transfer, whatever, mail-in, check, stuff like that, different ways. But we are just super appreciative of all your ongoing generosity and support for the work of this church in the city mission and internationally. We've uh, last week looked at some of one of our partners in Guatemala and this morning too, Pastor Rob is gonna be giving us some really good highlights of just the stuff we've been able to do in 2020 and moving forward as a church working for God in his kingdom here. Yeah. Um, also this week, Youth and Awana are starting up. So make sure you check in with the group leaders for that. We'll be on Zoom again, um, but we're all looking forward to that and looking forward to connecting with everyone again. Yeah, I had a bit of a winter break, so we kind of miss everyone. We're excited for that. We're gonna get the service started here just shortly. Uh, we're gonna have a time of singing. There'll be lyrics on the screen. Our worship team has recorded some songs for us to just be led in worship at home. Um, after that, we've got a special lesson for the kids from Pastor Doug. Um, and this morning we're starting a series. We're going through the Gospel of John. Um, I think it's a timely need for that right now. We'll be introing what the series is about, but to give you a teaser, there are four books in the Bible that are called the Gospels. Yeah, and they are typically the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going through John. The other Gospels are kind of like historical accounts, but the Gospel of John is a more cinematic experience. Rather than just being like a textbook of what happened, mm -hmm. it paints this incredible and artistic picture of who Jesus really is, how powerful, how unique, and the biggest thing that we're excited about is focusing this season as a church Cedar Valley is that Jesus is the one and only answer like the Sunday school answer like that Jesus is it but actually is the one thing that can transform and change and redeem all the broken things that we're experiencing here mm -hmm. and I yeah it's it is timely you said it was timely and because I think like we're seeing so much stuff happen in the world right now right yeah there's so many systems that we've been depending on that we're seeing um, fall or change and there's so many norms and comforts that have been broken apart in this past year and are as we're seeing in 2021 still they're not fixed yet um, and I think that can stir up a lot of rage and rebellion in us. Um, anything from rioting and violence to even a stance of distrust or skepticism. Um, yeah, we can be scared of the leadership and authority around us, but we can also just trust in God and trust in his plan and trust what's happening. Yeah, I, I heard it once said that uh, this pandemic in 2020 was kind of like we had a nice like lake side house, beautiful lake and beach and everything. And then we drained the lake and saw the muck at the bottom. and. 
We're exposing these idols and systems, these people we put up on pedestals who are not proving to be our salvation mm -hmm. and whatever it is, politics, any of that kind of stuff. And so what we want to do is recenter our lives on Jesus Christ. And this morning, uh, we're going to start that off with a time of prayer. So join me in that. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being here with us even in 2021. God, it didn't change on the new year, 2020 to 2021. You are still present in our lives, redeeming performing miracles, transforming us constantly. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the beauty we do see and the connections we've been able to make over the holidays with our friends and family, even in different and unique ways. God, in our church community, there are a number of health things that have come up, especially as we've just been longing to meet with people. Uh, but we are especially just thinking of Brady this morning too, as he is still battling health. He's in the hospital. God, just please be there with the doctors who are supporting him, that he has people who are able to be around him immediately right now, God, aside from just the phone calls that can just be present in his life and that you heal him too in that. But God, especially we just think of everything that we get flooded with of information on the news, especially this past week of the violence, God, the disruption and just the disunity between us and our neighbors to the south. But God, it's not even country versus country. It's internally, God, it's within our friendships and our families too. There's so much disunity and polarization and I pray that out of all this, there's one thing that can happen is that you can be finally seen as the one redemption for all these things. It's not left or right or red or blue or black or white, God. It's that Jesus Christ, your son, that you are the answer. You can redeem these things, God, that your gospel and your salvation is what can be spoken loudly of in this time, God, that 2021 could be a year of hope, but a year focused on you. So we lift all these things up in this service this morning in the name of your son, Jesus, amen. Amen. This morning, I think the first step we take in both following Jesus and combating brokenness around us is prayer. Asking God to come into these conflicts and redeem us. But mm -hmm. that also has an action for us to admit our faults and our ignorance. Yeah, I think one of the hugest things I, I can see in our own church, in our own city here too, and just globally, is there's so much finger pointing happening. Mm -hmm. And the problem with the finger pointing, right, is we are trying to just pass the blame off to everyone else and not take it on ourselves. So I think we can start off this morning and we're going to give you a couple minutes, Cedar Valley, if you're joining this thing, you can have a couple minutes to spend some time actually in prayer. Ask God to be part of the solution here, but also lift up and admit to ourselves and to God things where we have been part of the problem and ask God for ways to show us how we could be part of the solution on that. So thanks for joining us this morning, Cedar Valley. We're going to have a great morning. Take some time in prayer and reflection.
Hey Cedar Valley kids, it is great to be with you again this Sunday. But first, 
I just want to say something to your parents. Now, Cedar Valley parents, we just want to let you know that preschool registration, yeah, I know it's only January. September seems like a long ways away, but because we have the very best preschool ever, it fills up quick. So, early registration for families from Cedar Valley is the last week in January, January 25th to the end of the month, and that's one week before regular registration for preschool this coming September. All right, kids, what I want to do is I want to play a little bit of a game together with you, all right? What I'm going to do and what we're going to do is maybe think of some of the greatest things in the world. Now, I'm going to give you a category and then I want you to guess what would be the greatest thing in that category. Now, you can play together at home with your parents, and if you like, as soon as any one of you has a guess, you can type it in really quick online, or you can just shout it out together at home. So, let's pray. Play together. First one. What is the greatest preschool? What do you think it is? Well, this should be an easy one. If you guessed Cedar Valley Preschool, you got it right. Exactly. Greatest one in the world. How about the greatest basketball player ever? Who do you think? Well, because I made up this quiz, it's not LeBron or other guys. It's Michael Jordan. You got that right. So, if you guess Air Jordan, give yourself a point. Here, now, let's go greatest hockey player of all time. Now, he's got to be Canadian, that's for sure. And if you guessed Wayne Gretzky, right. Another point for you. How about the tallest mountain in the world, the greatest mountain? What do you think that would be? Do you know what it is? Type it in really quick. And it's Mount Everest. That's right, the ma majesty of all mountains. How about the greatest canyon in the world? There's lots of them all over the world, but there's one that we consider to be the greatest canyon. Can you think of what it might be? If you said the Grand Canyon, you got that one right. Do you know that the Grand Canyon, which is just down in the United States, just below us some, it is 445 kilometers long. Huge. It is almost 30 kilometers wide at its widest point. And in places, it is over 2,000 meters deep down below the level of the plain. Incredible. Okay, here's another one for you. The greatest wall in the world. Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't know if you notice our new background here. That's a pretty great wall, but I think there might be one greater than that. The greatest wall in the world? If you guessed the Great Wall of China, you got that right. Did you know that all together, the Great Wall of China is over 21,000 kilometers? That's incredible. That's pretty great. How about the greatest whale that swims in our oceans? Which one do you think it is? I wonder. It's actually a color, and if you guessed 
The blue whale, you're right. Did you know that the blue whale can be as long as 29 meters long? And it can weigh up to 150,000 kilograms. Now that's a pretty great whale. Ah, this one might be a little tougher and your parents might need to help you th with this one. What is the greatest diamond in the world? Hmm, think about that. Mom and Dad, maybe you can help us out there. Now, if you guessed the Hope Diamond, well, that's a good guess, but it's not quite right. It's the greatest color and it's bluish, but the greatest diamond in size is, it is called the Cullinan Diamond. And you can see, if you were to hold it in your fingers, it would be huge. Greatest diamond ever discovered. And how about building? What about the tallest building in the world? There are lots of them, but there's one that soars. Did you know it soars 830 meters straight up in the sky? Well, maybe you know what country it's in. It's in, actually it's in the city of Dubai. And it is, let's take a look, if you guessed, the tower in Dubai, the Burj Tower it's called tallest tower in the world. Oh, but I've got two more for you. These are really important. How about, how about the greatest book in the world? Wow, there's lots of amazing books out there, but what do you think is the greatest book? What's your guess? If you guessed the Bible, you're right. Now, this is just kind of a really cool kids version Bible. It's called the NIV Adventure Bible. Uh, it's got some really cool things there to help you read through the stories of the Bible. But did you know that there are over 100 million Bibles bought every year around the world? The Bible has been translated into 690 different languages. So people all over the world can read it. And also, it is reported to be the most stolen book in the whole world. Now, I hope the people that steal the Bibles, it will do them some good when they read it and they won't steal anymore. But maybe that's one time, I don't know, is it okay to steal if you're stealing a Bible and it leads you to God and you believe in Him? We'll have to think about that some more. You know, you know those are some pretty interesting things about the Bible. But that doesn't really make it the greatest book just because of those really cool facts. It's the greatest book because it's God's word that he gave to us. It's a true story of how much God loves us. Isn't that just amazing? There is no other book in the world like it. It will last forever. The word of God will last forever. Doesn't matter what people say. So it's pretty important. So. Hold on to your Bible and you take time to read it about how much God loves you. It's the greatest book ever. One more. What is the greatest verse, do you think, in the Bible? Out of all of the verses, the thousands of verses in there, which one do you think might be the greatest verse? Now, some people say maybe this one or that one, but a lot of people What's your guess? Let's see if you guess what a lot of people would guess. John 3.16. 
That's right. You know what? Some of you, maybe you already know this one. Maybe it was the very first that you memorized or learned. And likely, it's probably the most well-known. Some people may say, it's the greatest verse. Well, let's take a look at it. Why would this verse be so great? For God loved the world so much that he gave his, what? One and only. Those are some pretty cool words, and we're going to hear a lot about those over the next weeks as we get together. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is the one and only. There is no one like him. And because there was no one like Jesus, nobody can do the things like Jesus can do for us. You know, Jesus, he brought God down right to us. He brought God right close to us. That is so cool. And we're going to learn more and more about Jesus, the one and only, every week right here at Cedar Valley Kids. So, We'll see you next week, but right now, we're going to get to meet the newest Cedar Valley kids here at Cedar Valley. Okay, well, good afternoon to the Cron family and to everybody at Cedar Valley. It is great to see you. Yeah, we'll say hi. And this is a special time we have together here. And right off the bat, I'm going to ask... Gabriella, um, can you introduce us to your sisters? What are their names? Which, where are they? <laughs> can you show which one is which? Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> nice, thank you. So, um, so Arden and Brianna, Gabriella, Joa, and also Adeline and Carice and uh, Karis. Oh, sorry, Karis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the correction. Good. So we usually do this at church. You get to walk your little ones up front, but we're doing it over Zoom so everybody can uh, can see you in safety here. And so Arden, I'm going to ask you, um, your family, kid-wise, doubled in size overnight. Um, how does that feel? How have things been going the last week? It's been really good. They've been really good babies so far. I know they're just little newborns and they sleep a lot, but they've been doing amazing, these two little ones. And the older yeah, ones just love them a lot too, out. so it all works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, thank you. Yeah. So Brianna, how, how about for you? Is there any kind of routine with the girls yet? What are your feelings, emotions right now? Emotions have have leveled out a little bit more for me than than before. Um, yeah. It's it's still odd that there's two of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. They're they're good and 
we feel good about what God chose for our family. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm sure you're going to be getting some help along the way. You've got family close by, so they're they're going to be able to help out some as well, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got family that's been helping and actually a lot of people in the church have been bringing us meals and stuff too, which has been so, so helpful. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to say way to go Cedar Valley. <laughs> good, good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Are there yeah. any specific prayer requests that you guys have for us that we could pray um, for as a church family? Prayer requests that still keep growing and gaining weight. We had to do formula at first for the doctor's orders. Um, but we got the all spirit to try to go without and that's been really successful the last number of days and um in between their appointments they both gained weight so that was very positive that's great um yeah so just yeah prayer for them to keep growing because they're not at their birth weight yet we have three weeks to get there buddy sit back okay okay um yeah so they're not concerned about their growth but just for us we want to make sure that they are healthy and growing Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that is so good to hear. It's good to see your family, even if it's on Zoom. And so the church can see you as well. And we will pray for you and look forward to the time when we can all celebrate together and uh, see your wonderful family. So if we could, we would just like to say a, a prayer for your family. And as we continue on in this day. Sounds good. Right. <laughs> God, we thank you so much for your love, for your grace in our lives, for family. Um, we got, we thank you for the Crons, for Arden and Brianna, Gabriella and Joa, and, and now wonderful little girls, um, Adeline and Karis. Um, God, so much your blessing is upon us and um, just be with them, give them sleep and allow the girls to grow healthy and strong. And then, so they may be a blessing to those that they meet um, as well as a joy. Thank you for our families. God, thank you for the church family and uh, your blessings that you give to us each day. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's been great to see you guys. And we're going to say bye for now. See you, Gabriella. Bye-bye, yeah. Joa. And we'll see you guys soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Happy New Year, Cedar Valley. Two Sundays ago, <clears throat> my friend Dr. Steve Brown shared a year-end teaching with us based on several Psalms in the Bible. He also gave us a related PDF guide to use for our own year-end reflection. I hope you took some time to reflect on the year that was 2020. And not just this kind of reflection, that was a rough year. Because in truth, it wasn't all bad. I love what Dr. Steve shared with us on December 27. I found it to be honest and I found it to be hopeful. It was honest to the extent that his teaching gave us room, the psalmists give us emotional space to lament, 
to be disappointed, to grieve our losses. But Steve also encouraged us to be thankful for what we can and to entrust ourselves to God in this new year. That's hopeful. If you haven't taken time to personally work through the guide for end of year reflection, it's, it's not too late. Uh, we'll leave it posted on our website and in our weekly newsletter for the month of January. So go for it. Carve out some time. <clears throat> it's worth it. As Steve suggests, and I'm quoting him here to say it this way, reflection fosters learning, stimulates growth, calls for course corrections, identifies priorities, and renews focus and energy. I sat down during the Christmas break and went through the guide on my own. Fantastic experience, good for my head and good for my heart. I'd be happy to sit down with any of you online or in person as our health orders allow to talk about my year-end reflection if that's of interest to you, but certainly to hear you and yours. I would welcome that. Just give me a shout. Right now though, I'd like us to work through an abbreviated version of the uh, year in review, as it were, uh, for 2020 as a kind of segue out of 2020 and into 2021. So let's do it. Step one in this abbreviated reflection is grieving 2020. What's been hard in 2020? What's been disappointing or what's been a struggle? Uh, who or what has been lost or at least seems lost? Like I can't speak for you, uh, but I think there are some things that most, if not all of us, may say to these questions and feel free to enter as we go through these questions and the, the answers I'll sort of give to enter into prayer if any of these sort of relate to you. So stop as I'm saying them and say, yeah, that was, that was difficult. That was a struggle. So it's been hard not to meet together for worship in person on Sunday mornings. It's been hard not being able to do what we used to do. It's been hard to live with so much uncertainty. It's been disappointing not to be able to connect in person, even in, in small groups at different times through 2020. It's been a struggle to abide by certain health orders, and some of us haven't and didn't really struggle at all. It's been a struggle to stay on top of our mental health during this very isolating and then lonely time for many of us. It's been a struggle not being able to travel to connect with loved ones or even just explore the globe. Like all these things may be hitting you. And you're like, yes, that was difficult. So talk to God about that. That's lamenting. Some have lost work. Some have lost family or friends, the church has lost a beloved pastor who retired last February. And all of us have lost some freedoms. Like, this is just being honest. Our, our God welcomes this kind of honesty, actually. It's, it's not too much for him to hold. Like, oh, that's, that was too heavy. That was too much. 
He's not offended by it. He sees us. He sees how hard it is. He sees our disappointments and our struggles. There's no use in not being honest about them, especially with God. So get these disappointments and losses and struggles out of your head where they tend to loop, right? like that kind of thing and talk about them with the God who sees you, knows you, and adores you. Step two, being thankful. So here are our guiding questions. What are we thankful for? How have we seen God at work? How has he protected, provided, answered, and helped? Okay, now that we've taken some time to get our grief out of our heads and off our chests, let's think about what we're thankful for. I'm going to group these into three broad categories, but here they are. Firstly, we adapted. Yeah, we did. We've figured out how to work from home, then from the office, then from home, then from the office, then, you know, you know, you know where I'm going. We've, we've figured out how to gather for worship online, how to greet on camera, how to sing on camera, how to interview on camera, how to teach and preach on camera, and how to put it all together, which is to say, we have Pastor Grant. We've figured out how to do discipleship online, Awana on Zoom, youth on Zoom, small groups even on Zoom a few. We've been streaming and commenting on video conferencing and getting together in micro gatherings. Like that's a two word phrase, micro gatherings. That wasn't even in our vocabulary before 2020. We've learned that Twitch isn't just something we do when something really weirds us out, but that it's also the name of our website-based video church online player. And Zoom isn't just a, a word anymore that we use to describe the way fast things move or the noise we make when we play with toy cars or as a reference to a Mazda commercial. It's how we've met people when we couldn't meet with them. It turns out, that change didn't kill us at all, that we are actually quite adaptable. We, we might say that 2020 has been a training ground for change. Secondly, under being thankful, we grew more grateful. Many have commented that this pandemic and its related health orders has made things quieter and slower, which has given us time to think about what we really value. My guess is that we've never been more grateful to God and for his word, more grateful for our families and friends, more grateful for our health, more grateful for our homes, more grateful for undiscovered local spaces and spots to explore, more grateful for books and music and podcasts and television and chocolate, and more grateful just 
to have work. Not bad for a tough year. Then thirdly, in this particular piece, being thankful, step two of our review, we focused on giving. Here's some things we can celebrate. We continue to give in support of our international partners, Liz and Juan Carlos of Light of the World, Pam Hoogie of YWAM, and John Sue Chalkis of Seeds of Hope. And we got extended interview times with all of them this year. They're doing such good things in the name of Jesus, offering education, pastoring a small church, teaching English as a second language in a war-torn state, caring for orphan children affected by AIDS and rescuing other children from human trafficking. Awesome. We got insured, we built pieces, and we birthed a skate park not pitting ourselves against young people who show up on our property, but serving them. We handed out more Halloween hot chocolate and treats this year than we ever have. And we did it with creativity and safety. Our youth building the treats delivery tubes and our volunteers sanitizing up. The Egglestone and Hawthorne neighborhoods were blessed and they told us so. And then there was Christmas. Don't even get me started. Well, get me started. Awana loop eggs with cards in each bag given to every child in Awana this year so far. Christmas cards made by our Cedar Valley kids to our seniors and other seniors in the community who live in local care facilities. One of our small groups put together and delivered a Christmas hamper to a struggling family in our community who connected with Cedar Valley through our prayer chain and through Awana. One group member even went back to their home after they had already dropped off the hamper to get their Canadian Tire gift card activated so that the family could buy a key part to fix the window of their van before winter set in. Awesome! Through a series of miscommunications, we didn't pay on time for our 2020 snow removal. Our snow removal guy didn't make a stink about it. He just resubmitted and we paid him as soon as possible. But we also wanted to do more, to bless him for his grace to us. So we gave him a Christmas card with a gift card in it to thank him. Because we think that Christians should be the most generous people on the planet. In that same spirit, the leadership of the church gave each staff member a Christmas card this year and gift, a bonus, for their hard and faithful work through this, this tough year. And then there was the reverse advent calendar. Oh man, car after truck after van turned out at St. Joseph's Food Bank on Christmas Eve and turned in over, wait for it, 2,400 pounds of food. 
from our reverse calendar initiative. Sandra, the food bank manager, told me this week that they've never had a bigger food drive. We focused on giving. All of this, as I've said, and more, and we'll actually end our financial year as a church in the black because God has protected, God has provided, God has answered, and God has helped. Can I get an amen? Wished I could hear it. Step three, entrusting. What burdens do we carry into this new year? Are there some people, situations, circumstances, unfinished business, or uncertainties that are just weighing on us? Of course there are. We still live with the uncertainties of this pandemic. We wonder about where God is leading us as a church in this season of transition, and we aren't sure what being a church will even look like on the other side of COVID. Where will we turn? Well, the Apostle Peter invites us to turn to our God. He says in 1 Peter, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So we might pray a prayer like Steve encourages us to pray. And it might sound something as simple as this. God, by your grace, we choose, we choose to entrust our anxieties, our fears, the change that will be required of us, the future of our church, all these things. We choose to entrust you, Lord, and into your good care. And so we enter 2021. We have, we've grieved, we've been thankful, and we are choosing to trust God. That's what we just did there together into, as Mark Buchanan says, the holy wild of a new year. We are embarking on a journey through the Gospel of John over the next six months. We'll be looking at one chapter at a time, one chapter a week, starting with chapter one next week. So this teaching serves as a segue out of 2020 into 2021 and an introduction to the Gospel of John series that we're entering which is why the long and awkward title at the start there. But before we get there, here's, here's the trailer, okay, for this series, if I can put it that way. Or if you prefer the 10,000 foot view, depends on your metaphors, really. The Gospel of John is a biography of Jesus that is filled with stories of miracles and controversies, which like hit their peak in the religious leaders of the day when they plotted to kill Jesus, because why? Well, he raised his friend from the dead. What? They succeeded in killing Jesus, but not before Jesus prepared himself and prepared his disciples. And by the way, yeah, yeah, Jesus did not stay dead for very long. This is, the, John's gospel is the story of a humble rabbi battling with the religious leaders of his day. This the Gospel of John is the story of the eternal Son revealing the Heavenly Father. This is the story of the one and only. It is truly binge-worthy stuff. 
So here's the challenge, and can I get a zoom in from camera number one? <clears throat> if you can see it there, can you see it there? Just give me a helpful nod to let me know you focused in camera number one. You are the best. Thanks, camera one operator. For people at home, that's Grant Miller. Nice. Here's the challenge. Soap. No, no, it's not. It's not a challenge to wash our hands like even more. Soap is an acronym for a way in which we might read the Bible. I'm not saying you have to do it this way, but sometimes it's helpful with a new tool or a new way to engage the scriptures. Might make it more meaningful. So here we go. S stands for scripture. So what we're inviting you to do is to listen to or read the chapter of the week that heads into the Sunday teaching as many times as you can. Highlight standout verses, then write them down somewhere. Like if you're used to putting things on your phone, do it there. If you have a journal, put it there. Highlight those verses, write them down. That's scripture. Just read that chapter and read as, as many times as you can through the week. Second, make some observations. What do the verses say? Like literally, what are they saying? And then go to some interpretation, if you like, like this. What does it teach about God? What does it teach about people? And then what does it reveal about Jesus? Those are two awesome, sorry, three awesome questions. What does it teach about God? What does it teach about people? And how does it reveal Jesus, particularly in the Gospel of John, which is very centered on Jesus as deity. Number three, make application. That's the A in SOAP. How does the reading apply to you? Is there a promise of God for you to hold on to? Is there a challenge to respond to something that you need to do or stop doing? And then finally, P in soap is prayer. Close your time of listening to God and his word by talking to him about it. Just express your heart, thank him for his word, and ask him for wisdom and strength to apply it. I can't wait. This is going to be a great journey, January to June. We're stoked about it as staff, Gospel of John, the one and only. Let's pray. Father, thank you for, you're always with us, but there are times in 2020 where we are more aware of it than others. Thank you for those. Thank you that you got us through. Thank you for all that we could be thankful for, but also to know that in our friendship with you, we can just bring stuff raw and honest like the psalmists do in the Bible often and say, this really is difficult. It's tough. It sucks. It's terrible. And even to wonder, what are you doing? Where are you? And then to take a breath, having that out of our minds and off our chests, and thinking about what's good in our lives and knowing that it comes from you and being thankful for it. And then knowing we can come safely with all that we're thinking and feeling and knowing that 
There are things that you're doing for us all the time that are good. I, I hope we will continually, consistently entrust ourselves to you. That's that's day to day, week to week, month to month stuff, maybe even within a day, moment to moment. So thanks for your grace and your patience and that when we do entrust ourselves, that you are faithful to prove that you are trustworthy. In Jesus' powerful and precious name, we pray these things. Amen. All right, Cedar Valley, we're going to post some questions now as a follow-up to what we've talked about this morning by way of introducing our new series and segueing out of 2020. So stay tuned for that, and uh, God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this has been a great morning diving into our new series. We've got this new space, new set design, new focus. Yeah, thanks for that, buddy. And, and Paige. Absolutely. Well, oh. yeah, you Oof. get to see in the graphics. It's, this is fun, right? We get to be creative and artistic, different yeah. stuff. But I love that we're diving into 2021 with this heartfelt focus. Yep. And, uh, and we, what we want to do, you might be watching friends or family at home, roommates, right? People who are in your bubble, your core bubble, stuff like that. Right. Uh, and we want this to be a thing that doesn't just appear for an hour on Sunday mornings. We want this Sunday morning experience, or if you're watching it later on in the week, something that you can actually take with you beyond just this video service, process it, apply it to your life and reflect on it. So we're always yeah. going to be providing some thoughtful questions, hopefully something that can just spark some dialogue, maybe just with yourself or with God or with people around you. Yeah, or go on Zoom or call a friend or email and process these things, eh? You bet. So yeah, yeah. What, what do we have here, Rob, to start us off? So uh, the questions we are leading with are, there's two of them. Uh, this one, mostly around what we've already talked about a little bit. And so I'd ask you personally, was there a, um, a, a particular thing that really hits you hard, a loss or something that oh, you're grieving and you're okay talking about that? It's pretty personal. <laughs> right. Uh, and, or, um, is there something that you're oh, just super thankful for in 2020? Yeah. Or is there something you want to leave behind? Is that okay? Like, like we want to leave 2020 behind? Or something that you might want to leave behind? Totally. Well, I, I know with this, uh, the biggest thing 2020 did for me is it had this, it had an exposure for a thing in my life, around my life, that had a positive and negative. And that was all the systems and routines I had in place. Okay. And so the, the negative with that, I learned about myself, which it was, it was, you know, sobering is I, I can be very lazy if I don't have a system that expects <laughs> that surprises me. me to Okay, so go ahead. So you're right. Like, I, I love doing stuff and I get yeah. out and I push hard. But yeah. like, if I don't have a system to get me up, like, I'll sleep in till 11. Oh, okay. And it was ridiculous. Like <laughs> Over Christmas holidays, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a Saturday. <laughs> uh, just that tendency. Like, I would lose that discipline. So if I didn't have the external system, right? But the big thing that also showed was... Uh, I was freed up to explore creatively different options that my previous routines and expectations that were day in, day out, Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday, everything sure. that had prevented me from learning a huge amount of new skills and uh, building into new relationships and people. A uh, cool thing I heard about 2021, specifically re relating to church stuff, like yeah. is for decades it had been, are you a good teacher or speaker or can you play music, right? right, right. And now all of a sudden there's right. a space for the gamers to yeah, step up. Yeah, the gamers, yeah. yeah. You're empowered gamers. Yeah. But it, so, it, you know, the, those, the system's falling apart, allowed for a lot of new opportunity, but now I'm realizing I really, I want to leave behind some of the stuff that inhibited uh, creativity, yep. but I need to reestablish some routines and discipline in my life, especially devotionally, uh, in, especially in the mornings. I want to reclaim my mornings to focus for myself and for devotionals with God. 
So that's. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Well, and so along those lines, I think what anyway I talked about a little bit. It, it, it exposed what we really value, yeah. right? I think from the very beginning of uh, COVID, we were saying that we'll see this as it, th these things as barriers, or we'll see them as opportunities. So I like what you said there. Yeah. You, you took opportunity and seized it and said, I'm gonna try this, look at that differently, plan this differently, learn that. And it's, yeah, it's been a good thing for you. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. Should we do question two? Should yeah. we leave that or two behind? So yeah, let's do that. We'll throw this on the screen after. Oh, yeah. all right. Mm -hmm. There it is. So, Jesus, the one and only, and we're yeah. going to talk all about that in the next six months. Um, do you believe in him and why? Yeah. Uh, what effect does your belief have on your behavior, for instance, what you think, what you say, and what you do? Uh, the answer is yes. Okay. You do <laughs> I, believe in him. I do. That's good because you're a pastor. Yeah, it's super helpful. One of the things on the cover. It's, yeah, job description. Need it. Yeah, I, but it's more than that. It right? is, and yeah. I am. You know, we, we had this idea, Gospel of John, uh, the last couple months of 2020. Even we wanted to dive into it, yeah. just a gospel focus for the year. And I think this one, especially, you mentioned it too. The Gospel of John has a very uniquely specific focus in uh, the deity. The, yeah. The, uniqueness and the power yes. and how special Jesus is. Yeah. And uh, I know what I think is hugely important for us going into this year is we're seeing left, right and center. And I, we talked about this in the yeah, very morning of the service point. is that so many things we think are what is going to be the answer to fix all the problems in the world and to yeah. fix our government or our whatever organizations and corporations education and social systems all those things are right? falling apart like yeah. crazy yeah. there's no good answers and anymore historically they have and now we need to actually take a look beyond what mankind has made with our own hands take a look at something yeah. beyond us something spiritual something eternal yeah. and that is going to be the one and only which is why we're so excited about this title even series there's like literally the one and only answer is going to be what we're diving through for the next six months seeing Jesus Christ through the Gospel of John and how he does redeem every single one of those broken problems in our world and our lives. Yep, and you'll be provoked into expressing faith, even if you have it already, where to take that deeper. You know, as I was studying for this, I didn't know this before, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke, as you know, are the synoptic Gospels, yeah. which is to say they have lots of things in common. So, and they are sort of like their synopsis, they're, they're sort of moving point by point by point in a chronological fashion. But John is much different. And uh, I'm, I'm told in my research that 90% of the material that is in John is unique just to yeah. John. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So it's a very different look at things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I believe in him, uh, Jesus Christ, actually, because I just think he's compelling as the one and only God human who challenges our thinking about him because in the end he's saying we can't do anything without him and without his salvation for us purchased on the cross by virtue of his love. Mm. And that's, uh, it's a tough message to hear because there's a part of me that thinks, oh, I, I, I'm okay. Like, I, you know, right. I clean up pretty nice on Sunday. I wear, I'm wearing my dress shorts. <laughs> like, it's all good, right? <laughs> yeah. But it, at the end of it, it's sort of like, oh, no. Like, I, I even, I don't even meet my own standards. Never mind some standard that would be higher and better and more pure. Totally. Right? So I need someone to help me with that. Totally. And 
I'm thinking about the the very first part of the question here is that do you yeah. believe in him? And yeah. I'm thinking, you know, for some of us joining in, that might not be just an easy yes. And you might yes. you might be still on the fence or you've yep. had this tainted poor picture. And can I just throw out one challenge to everybody yeah. out there is, yeah, please do. especially through this series, stop making an excuse of saying that person represented Jesus poorly, that mm -hmm. picture or that mm -hmm. news story, you know, why would mm -hmm. church is bad? Get rid of that because it's a garbage way to really take an expression of anything. Dive into it for yourself because yeah. you can get the Bible for free uh, paper text or an app and read it for yourself experience and learn about Jesus yourself yeah. we yeah we would say I think we understand your hurt yeah because uh, I think we can hurt each other even in the church never mind outside the church but we would encourage you to not let that stand in the way of exploring absolutely uh, and getting into the gospel on your own and getting to know Jesus yeah in in the end uh, back to the question uh, I, I think he he affects my behavior and the things I think, say, and do in such a way that when I do things like Jesus, I discover it's better. Mm -hmm. And when I don't, I'm like, oh, that, that just felt incongruous with uh, truth and my heart. Right. So then I, I'm able to say, yeah, I got that wrong and, and apologize if necessary or ask forgiveness if yeah. that is necessary too. So transformative it is yeah. transformative yeah yeah so thanks cedar valley for joining us keep this yeah. going on uh in your mornings and throughout your week and we will see you next week see ya